What is up, everybody? This is Alex. And this is James. And you're listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Serving up the latest Everton news and stateside views. Let's kick things off. How's it going, everybody? American Toffee Podcast coming to you on a Thursday evening. Now, a little more than two days before our biggest test of the season against Liverpool, of course, the Merseyside Derby. Alex, how are you feeling? I feel good, James. It's a really, really important week. Now, <clears throat> you might ask me, well, why Why is it important other than the fact that we have the Derby coming up? And I'll tell you because today is the one-year anniversary in which Sam Allardyce was hired to be the leader of our club. Isn't that also kind of nice? Uh, it's not necessarily nice to think about. (laughs) It is nice that we are now one year removed and we can look back on that period as an abysmal, unfortunate, and thankfully brief period in the club's history. And just based on what we've seen so far this season, we are well and truly past that stage. Not to dwell on it too much, but when the fixtures were coming around and Ronald Koeman's tenure was sort of he was sort of losing his grip on the team. I sort of held out faith until the very end just because I didn't want to end up with exactly the type of manager that we ended up with, who was a temporary fix. We all knew it and kind of just wasted a whole season just for because we were somewhat near the relegation zone. I don't think we were ever in any realistic danger of being relegated. That's fair. You didn't think I was going to say that, did you, James? I was thinking about it before we recorded, and it really is just so nice how much improved we've been this season and how it really does feel like the distant past at this point, albeit Sam Allardyce is not letting it go by any stretch of the imagination with his comments in the media. But again, we're past it. Let's just forget about it. We've got Marco Silva. We've got the Merseyside Derby coming up. Honestly, for me, The derbies and the Merseyside Derby in particular is one of the most interesting things about English football and one of the most intriguing, just the whole nature of an inner city rivalry where the fan bases are right there, right across from each other, intermingled constantly. And the passion is so apparent in both sides. Unfortunately, you know, what was known as the friendly derby for a long time has sort of faded in recent years it's hard to say exactly what that's due to and i'm sure those in liverpool would be able to comment on it more aptly but being an everton fan for now probably closely following the team for six or seven years i've yet to see everton beat liverpool seen a fair share of draws which is enough in itself but it's really not the same so and i'm sure a lot of other american fans Everton fans can relate to this, having never seen it. We're all patiently waiting for that first victory. Yep, I haven't seen him win either. Last one, 2010. I think it was Arteta and Cahill 2-0, right? Yeah, that's that's about right. I'd love to see a 2-0 victory this time around. And Liverpool have so much more to lose than Everton do coming into this match, right? They're at home. They played PSG last night. They lost to PSG, so they're in trouble of getting knocked out of the Champions League. 
Now, here's the nice caveat. They started pretty much all of their all of their starting players. Obviously, you expect professionals to be able to recover within about four days. But nonetheless, it's still a positive for us. Jordan Henderson, their captain, will be out because he had two yellow cards in their victory over Watford last time out in the Premier League. So with all of those things accumulating, the fact that they're sitting in, I believe, second place still in the Premier League, they have so much more to lose. Now you factor in the new Everton side with a lot of new players with, might I add, quote unquote, those winning mentalities that we've been looking for, right? Lucas Dean. And I, I, I side note, I started pronouncing it Dean because the guys from uh, Toffee TV asked him and he said, that's how you pronounce it. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my ways and it's going to be hard to do so. But Lucas Dean, uh, Yeri Mina, you know, Gomez all coming from Barcelona if Barcelona can't teach you to win, I don't know who can. Bernard obviously has been very successful as well. Richarlison, he's just got he's just got the right attitude altogether. I feel like we just bring a fresh outlook to the match, and I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah, you've got a lot of players who have never played in a Merseyside Derby who are new to the team, as you said. And it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. It's going to be wild. But as you said, there's no real pressure on Everton to win this game because if you were looking at our fixture list at the beginning of the season, based on how we expected everyone to perform, you almost write off the City and Liverpool games. You would never want to write off a derby, but the expectations are certainly different than they are versus the sides we should beat and we have been beating so far in recent in recent weeks. But we also have, you know, as you said, Liverpool just lost to PSG. They're on the verge of going out of the Champions League. Haven't lost to Everton at Anfield since 1999. So there's an entire generation of fans, Liverpool fans who have never seen Everton win there and Everton fans who have never seen their team win either. And so there's all this buildup. And and it's one of our biggest games of the season. But at the same time, if we were to lose, I don't think as long as there's a good performance, I don't think anyone's going to be too upset because it's just another thing that always happens. We're used to it. And it's interesting being from an American perspective because we're not quite as pessimistic or cynical about it, I think, because we don't have the same level of exposure. We didn't grow up with the team seeing them lose. So there's not as much of that constant letdown, although it always seems to be a letdown. But I think most Evertonians in Liverpool, especially of a certain age, just are so... They've just given up on it almost. And while the law of averages would say that eventually we have to win, there's really there really hasn't been any time in recent years where we've come close. And not only that, the gap between the quality of sides... Again, going back to the last season, I think we've closed that now, but the gap between the sides just looked enormous in the quality all over the pitch. And I think that that has started to turn a little bit. It started to turn a lot of bit, James. And here's the other thing. When you're talking about a derby match and a rivalries, as we know across pretty much all sports, a lot of times the traditional means of kind of judging where the game or the match is going to go kind of go out the window. Form is not necessarily an indicator anymore. 
because it comes down to atmosphere and pressure and all these things we've already talked about. I look at Liverpool, they have not lost in the Premier League yet, and they've only allowed five goals in total. Their defense is quite astute. I actually am kind of blown away because I did not know they've only allowed five goals in 13 matches. But if we know anything, Everton can score, especially if we can finish our chances because we create plenty of them. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount it. I think it's not the end of the world if we go away to second place, regardless of what, what the, what the crest looks like and, and don't, you know, eat our lunch to say, but I'm still very optimistic about it. So let's get right into how we think they're going to line up. Everton, James, what do you think? Well, I think the, the obviously the back line and Pickford certainly will play. I think the midfield stays the same and I really don't see any major changes to the front line, although there's certainly options Silva has at his disposal. I know that the rallying cry, the drum beating for Adam Lookman to come in has never been stronger based on his another superb cameo appearance last week at Cardiff. And I, in my opinion, I think it's time for him to start. Many have said Walcott should come out and he should go right in. Personally, I'm of the opinion that we should take Bernard out and bring Lookman on because A, it's Lookman's natural position, so he'll feel more comfortable there. And B, I just think that Bernard in the last few weeks has shown that he's still getting up to speed with everything in the Premier League. And if he couldn't do it against a side like Cardiff, I don't really have confidence that he'll be able to impose himself against Liverpool, the second best side in the Premier League by a fair margin, if you ask me. That's fair. I think you're pretty spot on. Defense and midfield's not going to change. Jordan Pickford's going to start. Absolutely. I don't think anyone can really argue that. Now, in terms of the front three, you're saying that you want Lookman to come in over Bernard. And I initially wanted him to drop Walcott for Lookman. But when you really look back at Walcott, he's actually... He's getting in behind. He's creating chances. He's just not necessarily finishing his chances. Bernard, on the other hand, it feels like he's getting dispossessed so much he might not be up to speed of the game, that sort of thing. And so I kind of flipped and I was like, okay, maybe he should he should replace Bernard, keep Richarlison up top. Because we saw Bernard and Richarlison both have a tough game last week. Now I saw an interesting stat. And Bernard is actually in the top three for chances created per 90 minutes in the league. Like he's up there with wow. David Silva. He all, I think it was 2.9 chances per match, per 90. And so although we might not see it on paper, that tells me that Bernard is irreplaceable. I think we go back to, in my opinion, we drop Walcott. We, we put Lookman on the right-hand side, which is where he subbed on last week. And it can never hurt to sub on Walcott and, and switch Lookman to the other side, you know, if Bernard gets tired. or And, you know, to have that pace and that, that calm mentality coming off the bench at Anfield when players are getting tired and, and, and the guys need an extra boost. So that could be interesting too. I do think that 
regardless of who starts, I think that if Bernard Lookman or Walcott are, are to find themselves not in the lineup, I think that they have a very important and vital opportunity to come off the bench around 60 minutes because any of them have the skill, the pace to be an impactful substitute. I think Lookman has shown that that is something he's very good at so far. We haven't seen, he's the only one we haven't seen given a full game to show what he's got. And I think if Silva were to show that kind of confidence in him by giving him a start, it would not only reward him for the hard work he's put in so far this season, the good performances he's put in off the bench. It just sets a really good precedent with the squad where, look, if you play well, you get your chance, you take your chance, you're going to be rewarded. And I think that that's an important uh, tactic as a manager. And I think that's something that Silva will have at the very forefront of his mind. Of course, there's conversations going on behind closed doors that we'll never be aware of. But that's just my two cents. I think Lookman being English has more of a understanding of the context of the Derby. Every player knows it's a huge game. And Liverpool will be the first to tell Everton fans that, oh, well, you know, this is probably the, one of the biggest games of your season. This isn't even the biggest game we played this week. But now that they lost their quote unquote biggest game of the week, this game is massively important for them. And as you said, I do expect them to field a fairly strong side. Expect to see Jordan Shakiri come on, come in and get a full 90. By all accounts from Liverpool fans, he's been a very good signing. Very quick, very short, low center of gravity. Very short. Has a lot of good skills. Very talented player. Frankly, he was wasted when he was at Stoke. And I think Liverpool is probably closer to his level as a player. Um, it will be interesting to see the amount that we are willing to press them. Because, of course, the atmosphere will be insane. Um, but when we played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, we were willing to really ramp up the press and make it diffi- make things difficult for them. But I think that Liverpool certainly have more of an opportunity to, on the break, more ability, quicker, uh, and they can just in an instant be on the counterattack and in on goal. So we will have to, will be the tactic, the tactical battle between the two managers will be fascinating to see unfold. And it's also because Silva doesn't know who Liverpool will field for a team. So he has to prepare for a lot of different scenarios, whereas Klopp, has a very clear idea, bar one player, one position, who we're going to face. And we've they, we've had the same team consistently for several games now. And so he'll have a pretty good idea of what we're going to try to do. And so it's up to Silva to kind of prepare for that and have a few tricks up his sleeve, which I hope that he will. Yeah, those are all really good points. Might I also add that Silva has not lost to Jurgen Klopp in the Premier League yet. Which is which is kind of a spicy a spicy stat there for you. Yeah. On t- you know, in terms of Liverpool, Henderson, as we said earlier, is going to be out, so we can expect Nabi Keita Nabi Keita to start in the midfield, probably with Milner and Wijnaldum. Their front three is going to look for the counterattack. They have essentially unlimited pace up front. We always play a high line. I don't expect our tactics to change. Pretty much as you said, we were willing to press Chelsea. We're going to be willing to press Liverpool. And so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to be able to deal with the counterattack. And what I thought was interesting, and you know we were super uh, susceptible to this earlier in the season, but we haven't seen it be an issue nearly as much recently. Coleman was, was talking about the Derby this coming week, 
And he mentioned that he has been trying to gain his confidence back and bomb forward a bit more. And with that, he mentioned that Silva has taught them, specifically your outside backs, that in all instances, you are free to bomb up, but only if defense has one extra player than their offense does. Does that make sense? So oh, yeah. if they have all three forwards sitting on the back line, then it looks like our entire back four is going to be back. And I think that that's pretty smart, and I'm going to be looking out for that. And I think that's a way to remedy it. But again, with so much pace that they've got, Coleman's not as quick as he used to be. Keen turns like a battleship. So it'll be interesting. It's kind of scary, but it'll, it'll be interesting. On the other hand, I think our midfield's stronger than theirs is. And I say that pretty confidently between Ghana, Gomez, and Sigurdsson. I do not believe that theirs is they have a better midfield three. Sigurdsson, I mean, all of them have been in fine form. So I think that we're going to go take the match to them. And that's exactly what the fans want. I would rather go out swinging and, and lose zero to two than I would drop in and lose zero to one or something like that. But would you take a nil-nil draw if we sit back over an 0-2 loss? and say we have roughly the same amount of shots as them. That's really tough. I hate myself, but I'm going to say yes, I'll take a nil-nil draw if that's what it means. I mean, we saw a 1-1 draw last year doing just that. And seeing the team sheet that we we fielded, or the, the 11 that we fielded against Liverpool last season, it just makes me cringe. Like, how how could we look at that and feel okay about it? But... Nonetheless, yeah, I guess I'll go with a nil-nil if that means that, or if that means that we kind of sat back. I don't, I just, I don't see it happening. I think Marcus Silva is going to stick to the way he plays. We've never seen him change once. We've seen him tweak a couple of things. Like with Chelsea, for example, we saw that we pressed, but we didn't necessarily press all the way up. We gave their center backs a little bit of space at some points and maybe ramped it up towards the end. So I think I think there might be a tweak or two, but there's not not going to be any major changes, and we're surely not going to see a five three two like some people are calling on Twitter. That's just not going to happen. It doesn't, you know. Zuma is going to be on the bench, and that's okay. I can just tell from your general tone and demeanor that you, I think you're much more confident about this fixture than I am. For sure, <laughs> I have some serious, which is fine, and and by God, I hope we go in and batter them, but. I do have some serious concerns, especially if we do end up playing Richarlison up top, which I presume we will because he's looked our best option by a long shot. He struggled matching up with the center back like Sol Bamba last weekend. And so how is he going to do when all of a sudden he's got Virgil van Dijk, one of the best defenders in the world, marking him? The I'm going to need you to take that back. It's going to be a really... He's not one of the best it's defenders gonna be... in the whole world. I don't care. He's not. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. One of the better defenders, at least in Europe, if not the world. I think that I think you kind of have to concede that um, he's done a really good job. Like you said, five goals conceded this season is indisputably an excellent record defensively, and they've they've looked good. So I'm, I do have concerns about how that's going to end up matching up, and I also have concerns about the size. Like you said, Michael Keane turns like a battleship. Yuri Mina certainly not one to blow by players, although he has shown he does have a bit of acceleration. But how's he going to do when he's got Roberto Firmino or Mo Salah going between his legs practically? Like that's a serious matchup issue for us. 
and on the break they're dangerous, but they can also break us down with their build up play. It's hard and to you know answer my own question. Personally, I would per- I would take an O two loss if it means that we actually look if we play a a, va- a great game and we look threatening at times because I just can't stand to watch another ninety minutes of hoof it out and just let the def- let the offense just attack 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 relentlessly. And like you said, I don't expect Silva to, to set up that way in any way. I think he's very much in tune with what the fans want and has his own opinions on what the team wants to do. And I think, like we talked about, there's no real pressure on us because if we lose, there's no real consequence. We go into the next game and we don't pick up points and so be it. There's still plenty of much more feasible opportunities to get points the rest of the season. If we were to lose, theoretically, both games to Liverpool and Man City this season, there's still plenty of opportunity for us to finish in the top six. So it's not a game breaker or deal breaker by any stretch of the imagination. So the pressure is really going to be high on Liverpool. And I, for one, think that if we go in with no pressure, and another thing we haven't talked about is that we finally have no real injuries, knock on wood, times a thousand, no one get hurt (laughs) the next couple days. We finally have a healthy squad and we've got players playing in their natural positions. I think it was last season with the highlight where Cuco Martina supposedly got absolutely roasted by Sala and Sala scored that goal. I don't I think it was more of a push than anything else. It was else, definitely a shove. But that was Martina playing as a makeshift left back when he's a natural right back, which is ludicrous that we had that for so much of last season. And finally we've got a really quality defender in Luca Dean, Seamus Coleman, back to full fitness or thereabouts. A strong center back partnership that's still developing, and this will be a good litmus test for the whole squad as to where we are relative to where we want to be and where we want to go. Yeah, I think that's really fair, and those are all good points too, specifically about their defensive pairing and Richarlison, or really any forward, even if we were to stick an inform Jenk Tosin up there. What a lot of forwards say about Van Dyke is that he's so big, so strong, but he's also really quick. What that tells me is Richarlison is not going to be able to use his physical presence or lack thereof, right? He's not he's not weak, but he's not strong like a general center forward. But he's also going to have a really hard time using his pace in behind unless he targets Lovren, which I really, really hope he does. Lovren or, or Gomez, I guess, depending on whoever they start in the middle. But either way, Marco Silva is going to stick with the same tactics because it's also like a respect thing. It's a respect and he's going to stick with how he knows to play, how all of the the traveling supporters that are going to sell out at Anfield want to see us play. And he's going to give them a good match and something to think about. And hopefully we can keep them honest with our attacking players. Yeah, and I think they really will. They will have to respect our ability to counterattack because we, we've seen it numerous times this season that when we get on the break, we are extremely dangerous. And that's not the pace that we have up front is something that was completely missing last season. We had none of that. And now we've got three players or four players, if you include Lookman, who can come in and really push a defense and a lot of, and not just pace, but skill as well. And so there will be some sort of, there will be a mutual respect. And I don't think, I think that when watching this game, if 10 minutes in, I think we'll have a very good idea of how things are going to, are going to play out as far as tempo as far as you know tactics because it's probably going to be back and forth and I don't think that Jurgen Klopp is going to want to play a very open game 
And if our press is really working effectively and they're unable to kind of get that link up in midfield, because as you said, our midfield is, I'm 100% convinced, better than theirs. They've had Kaida come in. They've had Fabinho, who could also see some time on Sunday, but they haven't really settled in. And then you've got Henderson, who's kind of been their rock, their captain, skipper, holding things down. He's out and he's very familiar with derbies. And so on both sides, you have players who are new to the Derby and fans who are very much familiar with the history. And the more I talk about it, the more excited I get. But it's also a measured excitement because I don't want to set myself up for the fall that is most certainly or almost inevitably coming on Sunday. Classic Everton fan there. But it's it's it's. It's just Everton. It really is. It's hard to feel the sense that we can do it, but if anyone can do it of any team that I've watched since I've become an Everton fan, it's this team. And this is just the away fixture, so we still have them to come to Goodison. And I have full confidence that we can beat anyone when we're at Goodison. But Anfield is a really, really tough place to play, and it's a derby match, so the atmosphere is going to be just, you know, stifling. It's going to be oppressive almost. So it's going to have to, it's going to be up to the players. And I think Marco Silva will be in his team talks, really setting a realistic tone. I think that he thinks that the squad can beat anyone. And I think the players hopefully feel the same way and let's just give it a go. Like, let's just go at them and see what we can do. And if it doesn't work out, okay, we go to next week. I'm not sure what the worst position we could fall to with zero points, but we certainly will still be in the top 10 and hot on the tail of the places that we want to get to. So it's, again, it's nothing that's going to ruin our season, but if we win, it's just, oh, it's going to be so sweet. It's going to be just, ah, I got to stop like thinking about it because it's really, it's really just driving me crazy. All right, James, what would be your score prediction? Oh, it's tough. It's tough, man, because I want to, I want to be all gung ho and pick, I saw randomly enough uh, Dolph Lundgren, who played uh, Ivan Drago in the Rocky pictures, is an Everton fan, and he was on a, some column, and he predicted a three-nil Everton victory. I am much less optimistic. I am going to predict this is a first, and I may get roasted for this for not believing, but I'm going to take a two-one Everton loss, mm. and. The goal is is the first loss that I've predicted on this show. I might have so, to fact check that. Okay, fair enough. Feel free. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. And so I'm going to predict a 2-1 loss, but I'm going to also predict that we come out of the game feeling that regardless of the result, we feel confident and still very much behind the Silva and Brands regime and where this club is going. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to be an optimist, and I'm going to say 2-1 Everton. I think the second is going to come late, like last five minutes, maybe from a from a Gilfie Sigurdsson screamer, ideally. We love those. Maybe we need to sub in Phil Jagielka for a, for a 35-yard rocket, but I'm going to go with 2-1 Everton and a really exciting match either way. If we win 2-1, my prediction will be that it's an Umar Nias bundled goal 
95th minute with 94 minutes of stoppage <laughs> time. So it's going to go just the ultimate rage inducing for Liverpool fans. That's my that would be my prediction, but I'm still sticking with my my 2-1 loss as much as it pains me to not pr- predict an Everton win. I just have to set the expectations realistically. And then, you know, if we win, then I'm that much I'm still happy either way. I guess we're about to find out, James. Thanks so much for tuning into the American Toffee Podcast. It is available on all major platforms. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. And follow us on Twitter as well, at USA Toffee Pod. Until next time, come on, you blues.